Let us pray. Lord, we come to this time as we've reflected on your word and, and song and in scripture. And we just ask that you would allow us to take a moment to just open our minds and reflect a little bit more about the real meaning of Christmas. We can get so confused about it or off track. Lord, we just pray that you would bless us in this time. You would speak to us. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. A number of Christmases ago, when my son was uh, pretty young, we bought him a bicycle for Christmas. It sounded like a good idea. It was something that he wanted, but it was something that I had to put together. So here I was, Christmas Eve, midnight, Tyler was asleep, I'm in the garage, thinking this shouldn't be difficult, right? Never should say that, right? Never should say, this shouldn't be difficult. And so I started to put together his bike, and it was taking me a while, and I kind of messed up a couple of my knuckles, and it was a little difficult to get a couple parts on. But in the end, I put together his bicycle. I was pretty proud of myself. But I was thinking in the midst of this, is this really what Christmas is about? All this time and energy and work. And I thought, well, yes and no. I mean, yes, because we, we celebrate Christmas to share love, right? And I was definitely sharing the love of my effort to put together this bicycle for my son. Which, by the way, he got this bicycle, and over the next three days, it ro- rained so bad that our little three-year-old couldn't even go out and ride his bike. He just kept looking outside like, can I go out yet? No, not yet. Sorry, you can't go out, not yet. But also, no. I mean, think about it. There's, there's a lot of people I've talked to that don't really like the Christmas season. I mean, the Christmas season is supposed to be joyous and happy and everybody's smiling, but there's a lot of people that don't like all the celebrations. They don't like all the pomp and circumstance. They don't like all the parties. They don't like the buying and wrapping of gifts. They don't like all putting up the decorations and then cleaning up after. They don't like the fact that at this time, maybe... It's a sad time because they've lost someone that they love, and that person is not with them. So let's talk a moment just about what is the real meaning of Christmas. Advent really is the season of Christmas, right? It starts four Sundays before Christmas. So this year it started on December 1st, Sunday, December 1st. And as I said before, we have the the four weeks of Christmas, right? We have the, the hope and the peace, and the joy, and the love. We think about these candles as the the part of Advent, the part of Christmas that we need to really remember. The word Advent actually means preparation. Now, you might hear the word preparation, and again, go back to parties and decorations and buying a gift, right? No, preparation. It's about the preparing our hearts for Christmas Day. The preparing our hearts for what the true meaning of Christmas is to be about. How Christ came to this earth to save his people from their sins. Advent is is meant to prepare us for the real meaning of Christmas. But some might argue, well, these preparations then take away our focus from the real meaning of Christmas, don't they? And in many ways they do. So somehow we either have to find a way to allow all these decorations and all these things to help point us all the more to Christ. 
which it really does for me. I love the decorations and all, all the aspects of Christmas. But for some, you have to focus a little bit more about who Jesus is and, and how can I focus on that for Christmas. We see that uh, in the scripture reading, Mary and Joseph were very busy with preparations, weren't they? They were busy preparing to register for the, the census, which means they had to go to Bethlehem. They had to travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem, right? They had to travel a distance of approximately 80 miles. And remember, Joseph did it walking. And Mary did it on a donkey, but she was fully pregnant during that time, riding on a donkey to get there. We can relate to this, can't we? We are all busy in this season, making preparations and trying to get ready for Christmas Day when family comes and we have all the food and we prepare all the food and we do all the, the gifts and all the things that happen. I'm sure Mary and Joseph were thinking about the birth of Jesus. They were preparing for that. One of the wonderful things that my family and I have done a lot is, is an Advent calendar. And if you're not familiar with an Advent calendar, usually it's, it's something that goes the whole length of, of December 1st to Christmas Day. So each day you open a little flap and there's a little part of the Christmas story that you read. And sometimes there's even a chocolate in there, so that's kind of fun too, right? But you open this up and it helps you to again focus on Christmas. You read about a little part of that story each day and it draws you back in to what is Christmas to be about. And not only that, but it's, it's a great family bonding time. It's a great deepening of our family together. I love doing those Advent candles or Advent calendars together. I believe that if we do a little bit of that each time, and maybe you need to put this in your, your mind for next year, right? Because Christmas is tomorrow, so kind of late to do an Advent candle, a calendar. But put it in your mind for next year. Maybe you do something from December 1st to December 25th that, that maybe you just read a little bit of the scriptures each day, or you, have, you find an Advent calendar, or you do something like that. It helps you to focus, refocus each day on what the Christmas season is supposed to be about. Advent is to prepare our hearts for the love of God. God loved us so much that he sent his son right into this world. We've been given great capacity to love, but the truth is we can never fully love to capacity unless, first of all, we give our hearts to Jesus. We receive him as our Savior and as our Lord. Maybe you've never made him your savior. Maybe that's something you need to do to receive Jesus, to, to bring in the full love of God into your life. Or maybe you said, yes, I have accepted Jesus as my savior, but maybe you haven't made him the Lord of your life. Maybe he isn't in control. Maybe he isn't the one who is guiding you in your life. And maybe you need to do that a little bit more in this Christmas season. So we know the end of the story, not only how Jesus was born, but ultimately how he went to the cross. And he died on the cross to forgive us of our sins, to draw us back into that relation with him, to be able to impart his holiness, his righteousness under us so we could have a deep and meaningful relationship with the God who created us, the God who created this world for us. He has so much for us to experience in this life. But we can't experience that love and we can't share that love to full capacity unless we allow Jesus to be our Savior and our Lord. 
Remember one time um, when my daughter, Tiffany, was eight years old. She's now 20. But she, when she was eight years old, Tammy and I were out shopping with her one day. We were at his apartment store. We were talking about something we were going to buy. And I turned around, and Tiffany was nowhere to be found. Now, you can only imagine as a parent the wave of fear that comes upon you. Like, where's my child, right? Where's my child? And so I began calling her name, Tiffany, Tiffany. I mean, I was yelling that loud in the store. I didn't care who heard me. I didn't care if I was disturbing anybody. I didn't care if I was embarrassing myself or my daughter. I was yelling her name because I wanted to find her as quickly as possible. Ten minutes went by. Now, ten minutes might not sound like a long time, but when you're looking for a child and you don't know where they are, ten minutes is a very long time. Then all of a sudden, there comes Tiffany. Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> Thinking nothing of having left us, nothing of what we would have thought, the worry that she would have caused us. Oh, I just wanted to go look at something over there, so I just went. You know, that experience, and others like it as a parent, helps me to understand the depth of God's love for us. And the way he's calling out to those who are lost and don't know him. Who are lost and need to be found. God is calling out your name, my name. Those who are lost, he's calling out their name. He wants them to come home to be found in him. When you think about the real meaning of Christmas, you need to think about God's love and and God's desire to be in a deep relationship with you. Tomorrow we're going to give gifts, and it's really it's about giving gifts of love to one another, right? I mean, if you purchase gifts for others, you're probably excited to give them to them and, and see the enjoyment that they have when they open that gift, right? It's a gift of love. But I encourage you to also give a gift of love to God. And that gift is opening up your heart a little bit more giving your full love, giving your full life to God. Would you think about doing that? Giving that gift of love to God on Christmas Day as a way of saying thank you for Jesus coming into this world, being born on Christmas Day. So when we think of Christmas, it's not difficult to, to think about the birth of Jesus, right? I mean, that's usually one of the things we think about. The fancy word, the theological word for that, for Jesus being born, is incarnation, right? God taking on flesh and dwelling among us on this earth. It's called incarnation. The incarnation of God, taking on flesh in a human body and dwelling among his people. Now, why would he do this? Why would God leave the confines, leave the confines of heaven and take on this, this human body in its limitedness, why would he do that? Leave heaven and come to earth because of his love for you and his love for me and his love for those who are lost. He does this so that he can ultimately die on the cross so that we could be freed from our sin, free from our guilt, free from the desire to do wrong. Draw us to himself be in that deep, full relationship with us. That's why he would do it. John 1.14 says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son 
who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. In Jesus, we have seen the glory of God. If you want to know more about who God is, read the Gospels, read about Jesus, look into his life, study who Jesus is, and you will learn more and more about who God is and how much God loves us. A number of years ago, I was a pastor of a church in Long Beach. And at that church, there's a man named Verl. Now, Verl was a very simple guy. But he was the most kind-hearted and giving person I know. He would do anything for you. It was just so fun to be with Verl. Whenever I was with Verl, I would, I would just be happy. I mean, he just kind of had that aura about him, right? He just made you feel happy. And as I think about Jesus, I think Jesus is about joy, right? Jesus just has the aura of joy. When people are around him, they experience the glory of God and the joy of God just pouring out of him. If people really knew him and really followed him, they walked with joy in their life. How wonderful it must have been to be in the presence of Jesus. His very presence was love. His very nature was servanthood. His very demeanor was humility. Yet there is a strength and a power about him. While Jesus isn't here with us today, while we gather together, when we sing together, when we praise God together, when we read the word of God, when we open ourselves up to him, the glory of God is with us. Hear that word. When we are together, when we pray, when we sing, when we read, when we, when we are together in fellowship, when we are gathered as God's people, when we're in, in prayer or reading the scriptures, the glory of God is with us. You can experience the glory of God in those times. The grace of God is with us. The image of God is with us. The truth of God is with us. The presence of God is with us. The love of God is with us. The joy of the Lord is with us. In Luke 2, 10, uh, 2, 10 to 11, it says, But the angel said to the shepherds, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. For he is the Messiah, the Lord. Not only did Jesus come to save us from our sins, but he came to bring joy into our life, joy into our world. Now, let me tell you uh, really quickly the difference between happiness and joy, if you don't have a good understanding of that. Happiness comes when good things happen to you, right? So you get an A on a test, you get a bonus for Christmas, Right? You have a grandchild that's born. Good things happen. What happens? You're happy, right? You're happy. When good things happen in your life, you're happy. But when bad things happen in your life, you're unhappy, right? There's another swing. There's an unhappiness to it. And we live in a world that's full of struggles and troubles and hardships, right? So you're going to have lots of unhappy times in life. But here's the real difference. Joy is always. Joy is always. And the reason why joy is always, no matter what, if you're having good things happen or bad things happen, you can be joyful. And this is the reason why. Because God's presence is always with you. 
God is always walking with you. God is always helping you. God will get you through that difficult time. God will comfort you in your down times. God will rejoice with you in your up times. God is always with you. And it is that that brings us joy. Knowing that we are never alone, but God is there with us. Joy is always with us because we know that the creator of the world, the all-powerful God, will never leave us nor forsake us. This is the real meaning of Christmas, that we can have joy in our life. We can walk each day with joy in the midst of all circumstances. God is not a God who is far away. God is a God who came to this very earth and dwelt among us and is present with us even today. Christmas is not a time to be busy and overwhelmed. It is a time to rejoice in the birth of the Savior, Jesus Christ, the one who is always with you and the one who fills you with joy. Let us pray.